1: <laughs> Great wallpaper. So, yeah, I'm very excited because I haven't seen it since it was in the theater. And I saw it twice in the theater, but I've been craving. Oh, yeah, you saw it again. I've been craving some Kubo. And with all the Oscar race talk, um, I have Zootopia, which I can watch. Now I have Kubo, which I can watch. I wish Moana was already out on Blu ray because uh, I'd week, watch it. it. Isn't Is it? I don't know. Or, I haven't well, heard.
0: technically tomorrow. Oh, really? It's the twenty-first. Oh, cool. So yep. very cool. Heard that from our good friends over at Cloud Citycast. Nice.
1: I haven't listened to the Walt Wednesday episode yet. I'm behind, we're and also, we're recording early. We're also recording on Wednesday. because yet again, Gavin's traveling. Gavin has to and travel. And then we'll out both be traveling next weekend. Yeah, so I don't know when we're going to be doing
0: it next weekend? It's that may be a Thursday. Lots of early recording. You leave on Friday. Yep. And I think I have the apartment to myself Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday.
1: All right. So we'll record on Wednesday or Thursday.
0: Probably. Sweet. Yeah, I think Brady will be out of town starting Thursday. So he'll be gone.
1: Nice. Where's he going?
0: He's going on that uh, ski trip in Colorado. Sweet. Yeah.
1: We're going to our company's annual year-end party, all paid for in Dallas, Texas. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's gonna be awesome. not your
0: extra night. You're staying in extra Well, yeah, the night, extra
1: night's not paid for. you got to pay for that yourself, but... Saturday and night, because you're driving up there Friday awesome. morning,
0: right? Spending the day. Yeah, in I'm Dallas. not sure
1: exactly when we're leaving.
0: And Josh is taking the charter bus because he Aww. doesn't want to have to spend <laughs> any more money because it's all going to Disney.
1: Nice. Well, that's a good cause. Yeah. So, dude, guess what? What? We're on episode thirty.
0: The big three o. Big three o, dude. Old enough to drink.
1: Um, that's not right.
0: No, yeah. It's, it's, it's it seems. <laughs> just like last week that we were making fun of. We're almost able to drink.
1: I know, right? It's but funny it's how fast they add weeks. up.
0: It's been 2 months.
1: I know. It's I mean, crazy. we're we're more than halfway through having done this for a full year. Mm-hmm. So, like I feel like
0: episode 50. I feel is like we're pretty legit. Almost there.
1: Like 30 episodes? I mean, we're we're here to stay, man. We're legit. I right.
0: just want to tell everybody: Welcome to the Animation <laughs> Station podcast. This is our final episode. No. And... <laughs> no, no, this is episode thirty. I'm your host, Josh. Yeah, you're I mean, right. I do. I do wave. You do. To you everybody. wave. You can't help it. That kind of stopped, though. That was more of a, <laughs> like that. But... You
1: do. It's a funny wave. But uh, I'm your other host, Gavin. And uh, welcome to the Animation Station podcast. If you're new to our show, welcome.
0: If you're old if you... to our show, welcome
1: back. <laughs> welcome back, exactly. So we've got some interesting things to talk about today. Um, any news on the horizon? Um, I haven't seen a whole lot. The
0: only thing that I've seen was, uh, you know, all the talk of Elena of Avalor getting the second season. Oh yeah. So which that's... doesn't
1: surprise me. No. It's very popular with the tots.
0: Had the watch? Got to watch the first part of uh, Brewery? Okay. I think's what they're calling it. Star, Starberry? Something. Yeah. Um, the month of Star vs. the Force of Evil. Yeah. Uh, saw the first two episodes. Really good. I showed you that clip from uh, one of the episodes where they do the Monty Python spoof. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. Very good. good. <laughs> yeah. Very well played. Then they do a, they do a really good one that's kind of deep. And yeah. Star is not known for going super deep. But they did this one called uh, Running with Scissors, and Star – not Star. Marco gets basically transported to another dimension Uh and is there for 16 years. Dang. And basically everything happens to him Does he age? Yeah, he completely ages, 16 years. And then Star gets him and brings him back, and he reverts back to his old self, and – he gets to a point where he goes to his computer and he just doesn't – he doesn't remember his password. So and he's like, huh, I don't remember my password. So it's kind of like, man, all this stuff happened in 16 years, but now he's supposed to adjust and go back right. to like it was normal.
1: Sounds kind of like Flight of the Navigator. Sure. <laughs> kind of. Or, that, like in or reverse. that
0: one episode of uh, Adventure Time where Finn goes to the pillow place. That's an episode that I want you to watch. Jonathan Frakes is in it. Really? He plays older Finn.
1: Okay. So, yeah, like,
0: Finn basically goes through his whole entire lifetime. Yeah. In this world. And finally comes back. And he's. Like, no time has taken place. Same thing with, like, Star. Mm -hmm. Like, I think, like, five minutes has taken place. Right. So, So, he's lived his whole entire life. And it's, like, the exact second that he went in. And. Like he tells him real quick, and then he said, uh, "Jake's like, so what was it like?" And Finn's just like, "I don't remember." Hmm. And it's like, a, "Oh, you live, had a family, lived this whole entire life, and wow. just doesn't remember anything because it's interesting different time.
1: So this uh, Star Brewery, yeah, is it? That's just what they're calling the episodes that come out this month. Well, or well, are, are they? putting out extra episodes this month like what's the deal no, like what? Well, what is it what actually disney decided
0: happening decided to do or disney xd what they decided to do was they know that people like binging shows right so what they decided to do was we're going to take all of this the rest of the season of star versus the forces of evil and we're going to do an episode a day monday through thursday
1: oh wow
0: so but it's not the full 30 minute episode it's Because most episodes of Star are broken into 15-minute segments. Okay. So you get 15 and 15.
1: Oh, two little storylines. Two little storylines. Gotcha.
0: So we've got one half on Monday, second half on Tuesday. The full episode comes out on Wednesday. Then same thing Wednesday, Thursday, full episode comes out on Friday.
1: Interesting.
0: Yeah. So you can basically binge it if you want and get up Mm -hmm. at, I think it's like at 7.30 a.m., yeah, to actually watch them when they air, mm-hmm. or you can just wait because they know that most people don't watch them. at I
1: imagine uh, a Josh Kane in his jammies with his bedhead, getting up and making himself a, a bowl uh, of I'm fruity at at pebbles, and uh, sitting on the couch to watch Star versus uh, the Force I'm of Evil. Work at I'm at
0: seven thirty. Unfortunately, plus no, I don't have this. Sad XT. for you. Oh, that's right. Amazon Prime.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Which is great because the way that it was happening, um, I would have to wait. Uh, it, comes out, it used to come out on Monday. I'd have to wait mm-hmm. until Tuesday morning to be able to watch it. Right. Because um, Amazon's always a day behind. But now I can watch the full episode on Wednesday, and then I get to watch the full episode on Friday.
1: Nice. I like it. Yeah. Well, speaking of animated television shows, I just finished last night, season one, of Troll Hunters. From DreamWorks and Guillermo del Toro.
0: About time.
1: I know. It took me a while, but it's just because I've been busy. I think I watched the last six episodes last night. Once that final arc ramps up, yeah, yeah, you can't stop. It ends on such an epic note, and I was just more gripped with every episode as it approached the finale. Wow, they did a great job. You know, there are a lot of people that have had a hard time staying with the show. You know, we talked about it with our pals over at Cloud City Cast, and, you know, they started and then stopped. And I can see reasons for feeling like the middle segment of the show kind of lagged, but a lot of it is set up for this final six, five or six episodes. Once you get there, oh my gosh, if you don't already love the show, those last five episodes will lock you in, man. I think they did an amazing job. I think they even poured a lot of their animation budget into that final sequence because the animation, to me, even got better. And it makes me even more excited for the announcement of season two because I feel like the animation budget has to go up because I feel like it's been really popular. And, man, the enemy in the second half of the season is better. The story where more characters are involved. Once more people become aware of the world of trolldom, I think it gets even more interesting. Because yes. you have to deal with introducing them, bringing them in, like hitting them over the head with this huge shocker of a idea that, hey... There's this kind of other world living right underneath us and around us, and now you know, and you can't go back on knowing. So you can either be a part of it or you can just, like, shut up and let us do our thing. Yeah. And I think it's it's so amazingly done.
0: And you have a – you know, you have multiple storylines in that too. Oh, yeah. Especially for Jim because mm-hmm. Jim has to, you know, dangle – I mean he has – not dangle – has to, you know, wrangle in his friendship with Toby – because that mm-hmm. – they have like a an episode there right. where Toby doesn't think that he's you know useful to Jim anymore. Right. Um, then you have his relationship with Claire, which is a budding romance right. that she's totally cool for, but he's an idiot, which is <laughs> – Classic teenage classic boy. Classic teenage. Um, <laughs> and then you have everything that's going on with Blinky because Blinky – spoilers for the show that came out two months ago. Um, Blinky <laughs> turns human. And yeah. so you have like a father relationship with Blinky in the human world. Yeah. Um you have everything that's going on with Arg. Ah,
1: oh, breaks my heart, man. Um, breaks my heart. I I'm so worried about Arg.
0: Oh, he's he's gone. Ah. Uh, he got turned to stone. He's Ah. Uh, did he get crushed too or did he just get turned to stone? I can't remember if he got broken
1: yeah i think he just got turned to stone
0: okay hey, who knows maybe they'll break i just feel out. like uh,
1: maybe there's some way i don't know i just uh, i don't know
0: blinky said in old guy the main troll dude he said that there's no way to reverse it i like him yeah he's kind of cool he grew on me Man, like, i first tell you
1: everything just... grows on you after and like then, even then the... the gnomes at the end you're like yeah. gnomes i love you dudes you're awesome.
0: Especially Noam Chomsky. Noam Chomsky's Come, the fast. And he comes back. I know. And, like, he
1: back. and he does the little game of charades with them when they're trying to guess yeah. what the heck the message and is. And then
0: Jim has that whole entire, because like he's, he's got an arc with, uh oh, I can't remember the principal's guy. What's his name? Um Strickler. Strickler. He's got that relationship with Strickler where
1: yeah. which friends, actually friends becomes, turns
0: into enemies that yeah. turns back into friends friends at the end
1: yeah it's got a weird balance at the end mm-hmm. where it's like as an audience you kind of feel sorry for him but you don't want to and oh
0: i was totally i i was on his side like
1: it's weird man like i i get he it he just
0: wants to do everything for the changelings he doesn't care about doing all this stuff he, yeah, just but wants he did
1: ch- evil things against other people
0: yeah but it's all to help the changelings. I so get he's it. trying to help his people, and then you have everything that Jim goes through with his mom. Yeah, and that's some emotional roller yeah. coaster stuff. Yeah, it,
1: it, man. They because as a
0: mother, they tell so I feel... many
1: stories. Yeah, as a mother, <laughs> hey, they I'm tell so mom, many stories.
0: I had, I had Tamagotchis and Pokemans and stuff. Yeah, you're
1: you're so motherly. I oh, am. Yeah. yeah, they they do tell so many stories in it, and by the end, it's like this rather large tapestry of characters and storylines coming together toward the epic finale, which is a straight up cliffhanger that
0: fight in troll market. Yeah. It's so cool. It's so
1: awesome. I agree. The, the things that anger rot brought to the show when he comes on the scene in the second half of that season. Awesome. So cool. I I really enjoyed it, man. I, I recommend it for anybody who likes animated TV shows. It's To me, it's totally watchable. I get that there's some cheesiness and some corniness and some really kiddish things about it. But to me, it just feels almost like a classic 80s monster movie and has that kind of fantasy feel of a kid adventure in a small town and you know, like Goonies or movies like that. And I don't know, maybe... Because I'm of that era, it's nostalgic for me, kind of like Monster House was and other movies we've talked about on the show, like Paranorman. Mm-hmm. They kind of all fall into that same realm, and this is just one of the same. And,
0: man, I think they did a good job with it. So what would you rank this out of five?
1: Um, that's tough, man. I didn't even think about rating it. Um, as a TV show that's animated – It's one of the best I've ever seen. I'd give it at least a four. Okay. I'd want to think about it. Yeah, I'd want to think about it a little more. But right now, I'd give it a four. So,
0: like, preliminary.
1: Preliminary four.
0: Four, okay. Yeah, I'll think about it. it. See, I want to give it a five. I really do. But Mm -hmm. there's parts that I don't like. Yeah. It's called Toby. (laughs) And Blinky.
1: Oh, see, Blinky is my guy. I like Blinky. Love Blinky.
0: There's parts where I like Blinky, but there's a lot of stuff, especially in the first bit. The second half of the season, he's tolerable. Even though he's human, he's still tolerable.
1: He's only a human for like four or five episodes, though.
0: Yeah, which was half of that arc of the season because there's only twelve episodes.
1: There's more than that because there's twenty six total. Okay,
0: there's thirteen episodes. Yeah, so that's still. And I actually think
1: the second half is longer because I feel like the first half wrapped up around eleven or twelve. Yeah.
0: I did not like him in the first half. The second half, huh. he's tolerable for me, yeah. but Toby from beginning to end. Nice. Don't like him.
1: Yeah. I'm just I, like, he's...
0: maybe kill him. Maybe kill him. I'm cool with Claire.
1: I learned to love Toby. Like it, stylistically, he doesn't seem to be the right proportions for the Yeah. He doesn't show. fit in the he, world. Yeah. His, his head is clearly too large and like, doesn't... actually, like, physical parameters of his head are too large for him to coexist in the same universe as the other human characters.
0: And Claire doesn't really look like – she she looks weird, too. Because, like, yeah. the way that her arms and everything are proportioned, she looks like she came out of Ladybug.
1: I'm not familiar with that one, Great so thought. I can't – I mean, I know the it's on It's on Netflix, so I characters. think
0: I'm, I might actually give it a shot. Oh, cool. Because they put the first season up on Netflix, so nice. –
1: well, maybe we should do like, a larger segment for this later. Maybe when season two comes out, we do a full review a full of season review, one. I like that. But we can talk about it forever. But I kind of want to move on to other things, specifically the movie of the night. Like, Gavin, take take it away. But, this one's you, bro. Now before no, before we no, let's do, it do that. Two at the end. Oh, you want to do this I at the do end? i that at the end. Yeah. Okay. That'd be, okay. I think that'd be
0: a good way to wrap it up.
1: Oh, okay. I like that. So, special new segment at the end of the episode. Stay <laughs> tuned. I have All
0: to right. come up with a new so, blurb.
1: Josh, we um, we watched a movie just now, and for me, I knew this was going to be a test for you. It was going to be a struggle. It was going to get real on the couch tonight, and I'm very proud of you because I did not see you pull out your phone. I may have missed it, but I didn't. I forgot where my phone was. <laughs> That's fair. Um, but this is a very unique type of animated film that we watched tonight. It's not like anything I've ever seen and I'd be willing to bet. It's not like anything you've ever seen. The movie that we're talking about tonight is from 2009. It's an Australian animated film and it's called Mary and Max. This is a film that went around the independent film circuits in, 2009 2010 2011 it won a lot of awards on those circuits and I don't actually remember how I became aware of it but I did become aware of it and I watched it and I was just somehow gripped by this movie uh, it's a stop-motion film and it's it's like a traditional claymation type film all of the sets are handmade all of the props are handmade all of the characters are made out of clay and they look it. It's got that very tactile, handmade feel to it. So there's an appeal on that level for me because I love stop motion animation. And this, and I love claymation. I think it looks great. And I like Wallace and Gromit, which we've talked about many times on the show, which is very similar. Um, so anyway, this is an Australian film. How many Australian films in general do you even know?
0: Kangaroo Jack. Uh, It's not Australian. Crocodile Dundee. I don't think that's an Australian-made
1: movie either. I think that's like Touchstone Pictures or something.
0: Animal Planet's like uh, Crocodile Hunter.
1: I honestly am not. Yeah, I'm not familiar with the Australian film industry at all. I don't know if it's an industry or if it's just you know I don't know. I I mean there are a lot of famous Hollywood actors and actresses that come from australia you know mel gibson uh hugh jackman um eric banna who's in this who's movie in tonight movie. i mean Hero. there there's just there seems to be a steady stream of them coming isn't um Russell hemsworth uh thor isn't he from the
0: Australian australia australia
1: well yeah so there's this steady stream so they got to be coming out of some industry right i don't know all i'm saying you is just, that I just don't know the Australian film industry, and so when a movie like this comes out of left field, quite literally, I'm surprised by it. And this was made by uh, this filmmaker named Adam Elliott, and he basically directed, wrote, and designed this whole movie. I mean, this is basically... I mean, not to throw the rest of the crew under the bus, but this is kind of a one-man production. He seems to have put his fingers literally on every piece of this film. And I find that quite impressive because it's a full-length feature film. I'm sure you felt like it was four hours. Oh my gosh, it was so uh, long. But it, and it's a different type of narrative. Um, you know, at the very beginning when this movie opens up, it, sh- it says, uh, based on a true story. That's only that's pretty loosely true. So it's basically based on he has had a a pen pal himself in New York for like 20 years and he's kind of based this story on the experiences he's had with this pen pal. So in, on that level it's based on well, a true as, story as long as but you, he comes as long up with this new that you can pretty much yeah, get away with anything inspired by or that, based I think, on uh, I
0: think gods of olympus is based on a based on a true story right right um, yeah, because there there is a place called Greece yeah and we'll get back to the Greece connection yeah later on exactly in the
1: movie. so the way that this story is told it's basically a narrator kind of giving you major points along the way but then it's basically the letters between these two characters one in Australia one in New York as read by those characters and then you kind of see them doing actions while they read and you know throughout but it's there's not a lot of action to this movie there's not a lot of movement it's very quiet and contemplative and as I described it to you before we turned it on I said what do you remember what I said
0: I'm going to hate it or something. No, I did not say that for Uh, sure. You said something like it's dark or something. I don't
1: remember. Okay, what I told you is it's ugly. And I feel like, in many ways, the visual intent of this movie is to be ugly. But there's some hidden beauty within the story. And for me, that's what this movie ends up being. And I'm getting really poignant right now and trying to um, give this some sort of gravitas um, that's hard to communicate in in a podcast. But if any of you have seen this movie, you'll kind of understand the weightiness that is inherent in this story. And basically, to give the basic points of it, it's a little girl in Australia who's Lonely because she's picked on. She doesn't fit in. She's longing for a friend. Her home life is terrible because her parents are lame.
0: She has a bit of a shat life.
1: Yeah, it's terrible. And uh, right down to the fact that she's got a poo-colored birthmark on her forehead that all the kids make fun of her over. And so in desperation, she's in a post office with her mother who's shoplifting envelopes. And she finds a New York phone book that happened to be there. She picks out a name at random and decides, I'm going to write to this person and see if they'll be my friend. And then it launches a lifelong pen pal correspondence and relationship that changes her life and the life of her pen pal. Now we switch to New York, and this 8-year-old girl has written this, I think it starts when he's 44-year-old. forty seven. Uh, is it 47? Because
0: I was keeping up with the,
1: uh, with the, <laughs> with the ages here. Nice. So uh, it's a, an overweight man, um, uh, Jewish by birth, but an atheist, and he's got Asperger's. So also a very lonely uh, guy with no friends. He has some really funky pets. And uh, like 14 a Henry's. chain of – yeah, we see – probably 10 or 12 goldfish die during this movie and he just replaces them. Um, And so it's a really interesting study about, you know, how two people can connect across the world from two different age brackets, two different walks of life, yet similar needs. And to me, that's kind of the core of this story. It's like, you know, people everywhere need other people in various degrees and lonely people just need friends sometimes and i think that that it to me is the magic of this movie so i mean that's kind of the nutshell of you know what the movie is i think that like i said it's a very unique film it's not like anything i've ever seen it's not a it's not an upper it's definitely, definitely a a downer. a downer it's the darkest thing i will show you you can Bet on that. You're gonna show
0: me Pinocchio with a bunch of that's no smoking, that ends on a happy children ending.
1: And a, and an evil fox. <laughs> he is evil. I like honest John. I just watched that the other day, by the way. I got course, the new signature did. edition on Blu ray and I had to watch it and man, fantastic. Anyway, um, so Josh. I know that this is not your type of film, but I would like you to give me your critical opinion of Mary and Max.
0: I hated the animation okay that was like,
1: because why
0: it like I said like, okay we we've talked about stuff like this sure I'm not really a fan of like dingy grimy looking stuff mm-hmm. and this was a very dingy grimy looking super type movie. super dingy and I, grimy <laughs> I'm, not a, I'm not a fan of that yeah like I like stuff that's clean
1: I tend to agree
0: except if it's my room my room can look like garbage I don't care but duly noted does look awful <laughs> i just threw that bottle cap on the floor so
1: <laughs> what about the five other next to it there's not five <laughs> other don't tell them things
0: i also have two cans of gold spray paint yes you do that's you know
1: because you got to have that on hand yeah
0: why not if anybody wants a can of gold spray paint call me um <laughs> but i the, the story was all right but then they just started throwing stuff in there that was like hmm how can we make this sadder all right, let's take this. Let's uh, let's kill her dad. Okay, it, we'll kill her dad. They
1: did let's compound do that. the sadness. And
0: then it was like, hmm, how should we do this? How about we have her mom drink formaldehyde? That'll work. Mm-hmm. That'll be great.
1: Yep.
0: Uh, and then he wins the lottery, gives it to his old, his neighbor. Mm-hmm. Huh, how can we do it? Let's make her have some sort of jetpack crash and she'll die. <laughs> what else can we do? Hmm, how about we take her Husband and turn him gay and mm-hmm. then make him hook, run bitch, off with a sheep farmer, a sheep farmer in, yeah, New Zealand. in New Zealand. Let's do that because it's Eric Banner, Eric so Banner, <laughs> and then we'll have her try to commit suicide by taking a bunch of Valium and hanging herself. Oh my gosh, that scene while she's pregnant, yeah, and she has this trip. And then mm-hmm. I honestly, when uh, the wheelchair guy. Brings her the package. I honestly expected him to get hit by a truck, too. So yeah, I'm like, I did, too, the first
1: time I saw it. Yeah.
0: And then, because, like, they kill a mime for whatever reason. <laughs> um, then he, he, when almost, his air he chokes some falls. poor beggar person. Yeah. Some rastabout.
1: It's it's a rough story, and man. And then it's...
0: she gets the very end of the movie. She's got this ugly kid. Which, sorry for your look well, there. I mean,
1: yeah, it was. Who also it was has, pickled in sherry?
0: Yeah, who also it's pickled in sherry and Valium mm-hmm. and has a birthmark. poo birthmark. Birthmark too. Mm-hmm. Then she goes to his house, lis- listens like, "Oh, they're playing the nubbles, nublets, whatever." Yeah, and then goes in and now oh, he's been dead since the morning. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, what a
1: garbage. <laughs>
0: stupid
1: hey is, it, life isn't all happy endings man
0: yeah i got that I, i've i've watched plenty of anime life is not happy <laughs> but there's more and and we see all the fish die
1: yeah fish I didn't, goldfish die man they don't the only long, thing i liked about that was he
0: was jewish that was that was the
1: Philip Seymour Hoffman was unbelievable. The voice acting that he does in this film. The first time I watched it, I didn't know who it was going into it. And then when the credits rolled and I heard that it was him, or I saw that it was him, I I couldn't believe it. I mean, I've always loved him, and I'm sad that we won't get any more Philip Seymour Hoffman because I think he's incredible. But, man, what he does in this movie is unfreaking believable. He's so good. Now, you talked about the the dingy, grimy look of it. Did you happen to notice the difference in color palette between the Australian scenes and the New York City scenes? Well,
0: yeah, the New York City scenes, they were kind of dark. Like, they, they were, there was a lack of color.
1: Right. Well, seemed. there's a lack of color on both ends. And what they do, you know, um, Mary Daisy Dinkle, the girl, uh, her favorite color is brown. And so all the Australian scenes are cast in brown and white with there are the odd color here and there, like a red once color in a while you see a green or something like that, but it's really just brown and white. And then in New York, it's all black and white. And I think if I remember correctly, um, there's a, I don't, I don't know if the, if I'm remembering this right, but I feel like I've, I've heard that people with Asperger's are more prone to color blindness. I know that they're blind to uh, interpreting a lot of things like uh, facial expressions, and they talk about that in the movie. I want to feel like there's a colorblindness, proneness to Asperger's. I could be wrong. If somebody else out there knows, let me know. But I feel like that was kind of what they were portraying there. Well, well. Even if when, not, even when then I would say that end. it's just the stark, lonely existence is what's being portrayed by well, the e- black and white.
0: Even when she gets there at the end, she's still that she's still brown, brown and white. Color. Yeah, yeah. And when he sends that box to her, that box is all it was all gray black, and yeah. white.
1: Yeah, I, I thought that was a nice touch. So when she and, opens and, and, that and, package, and I think
0: when she sends him stuff like the I know the koala wrapper yeah. that she sends him, like that stuff does have that brown tinge to mm-hmm. it. And I would have to check. I mean I'm never going to watch it again but <laughs> oh. if if we were to watch it again I would be interested to see if the stuff that he sends her is still in black and white and when it's in Australia
1: yeah I think it is okay. I, I I know that definitely that last package is and I think all of them are and I just think that's an amazing artistic statement to really further show you that they're from totally different worlds and The fact that they can make this connection, which is tenuous at times, but ultimately it's this lifelong connection that they have. It's pretty amazing. And yes, when she shows up at the end, she finally sees him after like 25, 30 years of corresponding. Um, He's passed away that morning and she just sits next to him on the couch just just to be with him because that's all she gets at Part the of end. Part was
0: like, yo, call the cops. I mean, I, I didn't want to call an ambulance. Yeah, I figured
1: she probably would call the coroner at some point. But then she starts looking around the apartment and seeing all of the things that were, well, I, she I had like sent that. him that over was, the years that, cool that, that clearly meant something to him because he had very little in there. But what he did have was prominently displayed her little vial of tears, which she sent to him because he told her he couldn't cry. And then the fact that he had laminated and pasted all of her letters throughout the years up on the ceiling so that he could lie back and look at them all. And then, and he's on his couch dead, his neck is craned back. So he's basically looking at, at at the the ceiling ceiling. and he kind of has a smile on his face and it's, it's heartbreaking. It's bittersweet for sure. But I think there is some sweetness there. And to me, I just find this such a bold statement and it's a very brave movie to make. Uh, I, I can't imagine a lot of studios and animators that would be courageous enough to put this out there into the world and say, check it out. This is, this is a story I want to tell. This is how I want to tell it and portray it. And it may not be the prettiest thing you've ever seen. It's not tangled. It's not well. See, you know, I, I feel, a slick I feel like DreamWorks movie that
0: stuff. If that, like when it comes out overseas, like that's where we get all these, like these type of movies. Yeah, these thinker like animation movies and stuff like that. Yeah, but we don't really get that much here.
1: I know, and it makes I mean, me a there's, little sad. There's
0: some stuff that I've seen, but yeah, it's just like we don't. Yeah, it's just something that doesn't really happen. Yeah. over here that we much. don't
1: we don't get what we would call art films out of the domestic animation studios I guess like
0: maybe like Fantastic Mr Fox
1: Yeah when you get it when you get a fab director like Wes Anderson involved you're going to get something that's a little off center which I like I like a lot of what Laika's doing because yeah, they're Laika's they're approaching this field especially when you get to a film like Kubo that's not like anything we see with American animation right now. And, and I appreciate that. And you're right. You make a good point that these are the types of things we see from other countries, either Europe or in this case, Australia. Um, I can think of a couple other things well, like that I've seen out
0: with, of um, uh, what's it called little Prince that's mm-hmm. French. Yeah. And it's completely yeah. it's, like that would not be made by Disney. I or agree. Anything
1: like that. I totally agree with that. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a different ideal and a different aesthetic that, you know, they're dealing with when they have an Australian audience or an international audience. And I don't know if Adam Elliott ever thought this would be successful in America. Um, it, I don't know that it was successful in America. It never had a theatrical release here. It was, it was here at a couple film festivals, I think, um, and then became available as a DVD or Blu-ray. But... I mean, it had some success internationally. It won some awards. And I think a lot of it is because it's a different statement. You just don't see stuff like this. And I appreciate it. I appreciate you being willing to sit down and watch it, even though I knew it wasn't one of your um, favorite types of animation. And I knew it wasn't going to make your top five list of anything, really. (laughs) Unless unless you're about to shock me. I, I really don't. But... Let me let's talk about a couple other elements, and then we'll move on to our – we'll rate it, and then we'll move on to our top fives. So did you have any impression about the music in this movie?
0: Yeah, it was a lot of stuff that I'd seen like yeah, I'd heard before.
1: There were a lot of songs, the instrumental versions of songs. Yeah. Um, and, they uh... do the Frank Sinatra song. They do – well, they do a vocal on K Sarah uh, Sera. Sera yeah um that's... and yeah there, there's there's a like, lot like other, of other
0: other stuff too, like other little like, mm-hmm. like tunes little melodies that you've that you hear heard, and yeah. like I've heard that before, yeah, like which I guess is totally fine because I mean, I'm sure they're probably uh what's it called public domain, yeah, yeah, so I, guess I think you can just use those,
1: yeah, even if they're paying royalties, if they're just doing instrumental versions, I think those royalties are right. less than if yeah. you're actually doing the recording of Frank Sinatra or something. But yeah, I, I think they did a really good job with the music. it's It's really smart. It carries each scene the way it's supposed to. I just think everything about this movie is so intelligent and I think the music is one of those things. Um, and then I think the voice acting's phenomenal. Yeah. I, well, I think everybody what in there this, is I mean, there's, not, there's a not a lot of it. of it, but I think the narrator does a great job. That was uh, Barry Humphreys. I think the narrator's great. I love Philip Seymour it sounded Hoffman as like, Max. it
0: sounded like if it was a uh, not super you know comical Monty Python skit. It's yeah. like a long Monty Python movie where it's like Eric Idle or something like
1: Yeah, it kind of had that narration like, feel. Yeah.
0: Cuz the cuz he would deliver some stuff. Mm-hmm. And it would kind of be a little bit funny, but then it, right. he could it was serious the rest of the time. So it was. It was really weird. Yeah. But I mean, I, the narration was probably my favorite voice in the whole entire. Mainly because you hear him more than Philip 99. Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, I mean, I liked Philip oh, I Seymour Hoffman. I
1: love And then Tony Collette as um, the grown-up Mary, I thought was. <laughs> I like the little
0: Mary mispronouncing everything. Yeah, she was funny that too. That was kind of cute. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I, I, for me, I think this movie has a lot going for it. It's a surprise pick from me because you know that my highest criteria for animation is aesthetics. And this one is almost intentionally ugly, like I said before. So do you want me to rate it first or do you want to rate
0: it? Uh, No, you rate it second. I'm going to give it a two.
1: A two? Two. I'm surprised they got a two.
0: Um, Honestly, because I didn't want to be super mean and give it a one. It's not because, about being mean. It's about rating how think you I, think it's have rated. Have I given anything a 1? I think you did. they gave something a
1: 1. I feel like you probably did. I think we did. both
0: gave something a 1. What,
1: what, what, what? Was it Secret Life of Pets? I think it may have been Secret Life of Pets. <laughs> I think it might have one. been. Yeah. We were both really disappointed by that.
0: Well, see, it comes down to the point where if I had to watch either Secret Life of Pets... Mm-hmm. Or Mary Max and Mary, Mary, Mary and Max. Max, or Mary and Max. I would have to choose Mary and Max just because. Nice the the narration, and there were some funny bits in it. Yeah, I actually giggled at a couple places, like when the in fish is
1: jumping out of the window that was, after that fly, that <laughs> and the uh,
0: the like all of the, the the captions on the on the tombstones. Mm-hmm. Like that poem was pretty good. Yep. And then the whole bit with uh here lies something. She was Mary was mm-hmm. killed by Sherry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then, whatever with her dad, it's like. Uh,
1: something from the hills of. Something like, he, he onia like he, and died of pneumonia. Yeah,
0: like, and, uh, no, that was the grandpa. And the dad oh, was that's like, right. uh, he lies in this mound because he drowned. Or yeah. something like that. It's like, uh, <laughs> stupid little humor. Right. But yeah, I don't remember laughing at all in Secret Life of Pets. I was just waiting for that. And it was supposed to, to be a comedy. It. That was, it was yeah. apparently a comedy. Yeah. So yeah, I'll give it a two. Two dippers. Right.
1: Well, because so of...
0: basically the same thing as Peter Pan. <laughs> oh my gosh!
1: <laughs> but I I think this movie has merit. So for me, because of the the poignancy of it, and just the story itself, and I just feel like this is fearless filmmaking, and I I really really respect it. I I love that somebody was willing to create this movie and. You know, do it exactly as I feel they wanted to do it. Don't act like you're gonna bolt out of the room when I say this. I'm not going okay. to. I'm gonna give it a three point five, okay. and it's really just because I have so much respect for it. And if anybody out there has not seen this movie, um, Amazon, you know, you've, probably you've, only you've heard our discussion, and you know, it's not slick and pretty. And it's uh, it's a rough story, but man, I think it's worth worth a view and it may actually touch you. How long is this it's movie? great?
0: Was this like two hours? Mm. It felt like two and a half.
1: I think it's like an hour and a half is all. If only I oh think my so, gosh. Yeah.
0: It felt like two and a half
1: hours. Yeah. Well we'll not talk about it for two and a half hours. Let's go ahead and move it along.
0: All right. <laughs> Top five.
1: Let's do it. And now for another top five. Okay, it's time for top five. And it's time to bring the conversation up a little bit. Get some energy out of Josh here. So we picked his least favorite animation genre. I'm going to eat a
0: Snickers.
1: So what we're doing on this episode is we're going to rank our top five stop motion animated Shows, either movies or shows. And.
0: There's stuff. There are animated shows. Yeah, we talked about oh, Gumby. Gumby.
1: I mean,. Moral yeah, or I would have
0: put Moral oral on the list.
1: So that's what we're doing, and I know that our friend of the show Carolina had suggested this as one of her suggestions for Surprise. our top fives she in also, April. She, uh, but her uh, entry still counts as an entry into the giveaway. Was, so, uh,
0: was it her and Sakura, or her, or Sakura that were like, "Do Hercules"? And we're like, "Well, that's next." Yeah, <laughs> I think somebody
1: did that too. Yeah. Um, so not to worry; those entries still count, even though we've already done them. But Just think of more things to enter uh, on the next post. So, yeah, we'll talk more about our audience appreciation April giveaway and contest later. So, top five stop-motion animated things. Things. (laughs) Shows or movies. You're first, dude.
0: Yeah, I went last. I went first last time. I went last first time.
1: You went second the third time.
0: So, my... I'm bored. My number 5. Uh-huh. Get ready for this. is gonna be from I don't remember the date. <laughs> is it
1: I don't know the dates of all these either.
0: What's uh what's that one? Who who are the guys that do the Frosty the Snowman?
1: I don't know what that studio is. I can't remember. I don't remember. Are you going Rudolph? Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Nice excellent yeah that's nostalgia i want to say
0: it's franklin and bash but it's not franklin and bash <laughs> that's, that would be hilarious oh
1: man yeah that's uh that's pure nostalgia for yeah, me yeah that's the only reason it made it's, the list yeah it's, it's, I like, it's oh, fun i go back and look at it i'm like really can I make that any better
0: no everyone's like all right fun fun yeah that's right <laughs> i want
1: to be a dentist oh,
0: stupid little <laughs> reminds me of toby
1: All right, well, my number five is from a world-famous stop-motion animator. He's not really a stop-motion animator, but he's a designer of stop-motion films, Tim Burton, The Corpse Bride. That's my number five. I think that's a fantastic movie. I think it's one of the best examples of stop-motion. Some of the effects they pull off in that movie just blow me away every time. Cool. Mr. Bone Jangles, man. Sure. I know you don't like skeletons, but that's weird.
0: I also didn't like that movie. I know, that's uh, so weird.
1: All right, what's your number 4?
0: My number 4 is from I don't know what. I didn't I did a really bad job of research this one. Who did uh, James and the Giant Peach?
1: That's Tim Burton, too.
0: <laughs> oh. Well, James and the Giant Peach.
1: Nice. That's that's a Disney film, so. Oh, it's Disney? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: They should make that into like a live action.
1: No, I'm done with all the live action, man. <laughs> Did I tell you I finally watched the Jungle Book?
0: Oh yeah, how was that? Meh. <laughs> yeah, it like The animation that.
1: was really yeah, phenomenal, I mean, but
0: i don't... You ready for Pete's Dragon. I didn't need it. Right, that's open,
1: my next one. The only
0: good thing about Pete's Dragon was Carl Urban's in it. That's the only good thing. Hmm. You know, you know who Carl? i Urban's? know who that is. Okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I like Jason Gipe. Pửu- I like the story. That's yeah. spiders.
1: Did you read the dope. book when you were a kid? No. No. All right. Not not a big reader.
0: No, I'm
1: a huge reader. Oh. I mean, when you were a kid.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah? Yeah. But you just didn't read. Did you read any Rolled Doll? What? The author, Rolled Doll, who wrote who James and the Giant Peach, D-A-I-H-L? Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yes. No. The Witches, The nope. BFG. Nope. Man. I didn't read any of them either. Yeah. So my number four. I read
0: Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter. And a bunch of, I read a bunch <laughs> of sci-fi stuff. Yeah. Like those, like that Magicians right there by uh, Raymond Feist. Yeah. I've had that since I was in fourth grade. Wow. Yeah. And I've read it multiple times. Nice. As you can tell by the spine.
1: Yeah. Are they broken? I can't tell from here. Yeah. It's a well-read book then. It's good. All right. My number four. Is a movie we've already mentioned on this show. Change this episode. Beach. No. <laughs> uh, from director Wes Anderson. Oh, nice. Fantastic, Mr. Fox. I. Was... I... Love that movie. I
0: wanted it, spoilers. I wanted to put Fantastic Mr. Fox on the list, but I've only seen it the one time, and I need to see it again.
1: Oh, anytime, dude. Do you own it? I totally own we it. We
0: should do that on an episode.
1: I'm down I for would, that. I, would be, I, I would absolutely be okay with love it. That. I'm a Wes Anderson fan. I know he's not for everybody, but I love almost all of his movies, and this was one of my very favorite movies that he ever did. I think they did a fantastic job with it.
0: We could do West Augustson. <laughs> that sounds
1: awful. Oh, we're stretching for themes it's, at that point. <laughs> is it my turn again? Yes, we're on number three.
0: Okay, number three. I'm gonna go with Paranorman. Nice. I liked Paranorman. I love Paranorman. Uh, I liked the yeah the story in Paranorman's great. The you know okay so I don't like dingy stuff. Mm-hmm. But in this movie, it wasn't as much dingy. It was more it was lived like... in. It is like retro yeah, and it lived in, yeah. I felt like this would be something that could literally be made by Spielberg.
1: I feel like we talked about that on that episode is that that town really felt like it was the town where those characters lived their whole lives. You know, it's mm-hmm. like it really felt real in so many ways. I agree.
0: Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I liked – I thought that was a – beautiful a really film, movie.
1: man. Good pick. Yeah. Good pick. I like it. All right, my Plus number like, yeah. three. Yeah, it's good. My number three is from Ardman Animation Studios. Oh, was it Wallace and Gromit? Wallace and Gromit: Curse of the Were Rabbit. Didn't
0: their studio burn down?
1: Oh, that hurts, man. Yeah, they lost. No, all... I'm not trying to be. F- no, trying they, it did. They lost all of the original Wallace and Gromit sets. So all of the like, ones from their famous three short films that they did that that gained them gained the Wallace and Gromit franchise all their fame. All those sets they Did lost. they do
0: the Shaun the Sheep stuff, too? Is yeah. that Aardman, too? Yeah, that's
1: Aardman. Okay. They did Flushed Away. They did Chicken Run. Yeah. Did you ever see... Oh, what's it called? They're so Flushed Away. Creature Comforts, where they just interview like random people on the street, and then they animate them as animals in a zoo.
0: That's hilarious. It's
1: awesome. It's, really good. So, it's a TV show. They're just little shorts. It's really good. So, yeah. Curse of the Were-Rabbit.
0: Uh, my number two... I'm going to go with The Box Trolls.
1: Nice. Yeah. More Laika.
0: Yeah, well, Laika's not done yet. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, like, uh, I like The Box Trolls. I it's, love it's The Box really Trolls. It's a really good story, and it has, a, it has a nice, happy ending, too. Yeah? Uh, worst part is probably, you know, the bad guy.
1: You don't like him? Uh,
0: I, no, he's a good bad guy. Oh That's yeah, why I don't he's awesome. Like and he eats the cheese. And, he, and he has a cheese allergy.
1: <laughs> yeah, but Isaac Hempstead so Wright good.
0: is the main character. Yeah. And he plays fish. Right? Is it yeah. fish? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He plays uh, he plays fish, uh, and his voice. I mean, he is the voice. Uh, he, he's not the voice. Uh, he is the actor who plays Bran Stark in Game of Thrones my favorite character in game of thrones favorite character in the books uh, in the in the show
1: can you insert a cricket noise right here
0: um i'm not 100% sure on my cricket terms
1: the the chirp chirp of a
0: cricket no right i mean i know you i know you have the bat and you have to hit the ball and you have to run from one like pole to another and I think however many times you can run to the poll, that's like a point or something. I'm talking... I don't remember.
1: Bugs, not bats. Cricket. Chirp, chirp.
0: You like the Box Trolls too? Oh, shut up, nerd. All right. Well... Because it's your number one.
1: Mine number two. The Box Trolls oh, from <laughs> Laika. your number one
0: could possibly be. Uh,
1: I agree, man. To me, that is still my favorite Laika film. I know it's not yours because I know it's coming up next, but... It's my favorite Laika film. I think the design work on it, the set, sets that they built in that town are just incredible. And I love that it's this like little isolated city, but it's this whole world unto itself. And the characters are fantastic. The story is great. The music is great. I, everything about it. I, I adore that movie. And it's still my favorite Laika movie. Very narrowly beat out some of these other ones.
0: Nice. Yeah. So honorable mentions. Yeah,
1: dude. Do you have I, any? I'm I'm impressed that you have this many stop motion pieces that you like.
0: Uh, because
1: I know it's not I'll your put bag.
0: Fantastic, Mr. Fox, in there. Nice. just Because, I mean, I just need to see it again. Uh, yeah. More oral. Which, kind of a <laughs> yeah. little bit explaining what that yeah. was. That was pretty good.
1: What a robot chicken?
0: Oh snap! <laughs> Robot Chicken would have been fantastic to put in there, but I didn't. You know, it helps if you come up with your list
1: more than two minutes before we start the show. Just saying. Um, so, do you have any other honorable mentions? No. Okay. Well, uh, I have a few, because I love stop-motion animation. First off is Frank and Weenie, another Tim Burton film. You ever seen that one? Nope. Oh, it's fantastic.
0: Maybe that'll be our... Uh... Spooktober Part Two. Yeah, I think that because that
1: one I wanted on this list. The respook This year, this in 2016, in 2017, it's going to have to be. Can there.
0: we call it the Spookening?
1: Sure. Spooktober we can, Two. We can the certainly spooking. put that on the table as an option. Uh,
0: tonight and then, and then next and then uh, our in year three it'll be. Uh, the, oh, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Just, sorry. Go ahead.
1: Wow. Uh, tonight's film, *Mary and Max*, gets. An honorable mention.
0: Sorry, I wasn't gonna clap there. I was. I was actually just scratching. You it. looked like you were gonna clap. <laughs> I did.
1: Uh, Paranormans on my honorable mention list. Kubo and the Two Strings is also on my honorable mentions list. <laughs> As he fake
0: spits out water. Yeah, I don't want to waste water. Chicken
1: Run, James and the Giant Chicken Peach.
0: Run. I forgot to put. I'll put Chicken Run on mine. Yeah.
1: Uh, the Little Prince, because it's half stop motion, and it just needs to be mentioned because it was awesome. It was one of our favorite films of I wouldn't
0: even say half. I would say probably a quarter.
1: Yeah, that's probably accurate. But it has stop motion. so And then another Ardman animation film, Pirates, Band of Misfits.
0: David Tennant's in that.
1: He is. That's a good and movie. And Hugh Grant. Yep, as the pirate captain. He's great.
0: And, I don't know, anybody else?
1: Um, is, uh, I feel is like Fry Penelope Cruz is in it. I feel like, is Craig? Ferguson in it. I I can't remember all the voice actors. He's
0: in. It's so good though. Is Gerard Butler in it.
1: It's not the cast of How to Train Dragon. I know you're going. Uh, yeah. So those are my honorable mentions. Is bring Jay us. Baruchel in it. Bring us your number one, my uh, friend. My number one is Kubo. Kubo and the Two streams. Uh, see, I
0: thought Kubo was going to be your number one.
1: No, so I now... told you it's not my favorite. Leica. Yeah, I know. Which you was know I, what which it I is. Think, think back to Halloween 2016. Oh, gross. My all number one. All right everybody. One. Thanks for
0: listening to the animation. You know, Station you always podcast. try this, can... but it doesn't work. Yeah, but I edit it. I can turn it off whenever I want. Like no Thank you for listening to the
1: You can. Anyway, if the audience knows me at all, they know that my pick is the nightmare before Christmas. To me, it is still a masterwork. Twelve year old
0: fangirls that are at Hot Topic motion. are going crazy right now. They probably
1: are. But um, that's probably just more about merchandise and Jack and Sally love. But I still think it's a beautiful artistic piece. And it is, it really kind of lit the fire for the last 20 plus years of stop motion films. And I respect it for that. So, Nightmare Before Christmas, my number one.
0: Nice. Now, it's hard to
1: beat, man. It's so epic and it's such a great musical.
0: Sorry, I had to look at what we were doing next week. Oh, okay. I forgot that we changed it. Yeah, we did.
1: Yeah.
0: Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. <laughs> <laughs> that was weird, <laughs> right? Um. Okay, so yeah, so that was top five. Top
1: fives. Down in the books. I over. think I won that one. I'm just saying. I mean, not that it's a competition, but I won. Like hundred to nothing. That was just—I killed it.
0: Except we both had box trolls, so <laughs> I at least get. Yeah, 10 that's points. true. I actually got twenty points.
1: All right, 100 to 20.
0: Yeah. Yes. So suck it, nerd. nerd. <laughs> um, all right, now you have a list of all of – we're doing a new segment yeah. called animation – I don't have a name for it.
1: Yeah, I, I think we're just right now calling it the Cartoon Calendar to go along with Cartoon Cafe.
0: So – Basically uh, – Cartoon Calendar. Uh, yeah. Josh, insert sound effect of a calendar ripping.
1: It's the quietest thing ever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Flipping the pages of a calendar. So I just had this idea that it'd be nice. You know, we bring the news and every once in a while we talk about when a release date is announced. But just to keep the audience in the know about what's coming up soon in the world of animation, I just wanted to talk about release dates. I guess you feel like maybe at the end of every episode, we might play around we with do the where end it. Of every
0: episode. I think we only do it once a month.
1: Or every episode. We'll see. I mean, just to talk about what's coming up. You know, if there's news. Maybe
0: stuff that's coming up in the next month. But I yeah. don't think we need to go all the way every month to November.
1: Which is what I said. Technically, you didn't. Going into this episode. I told you that.
0: Yes. Yeah, but you didn't say it on the podcast. I will fight
1: you. I'm not done yet. Well, here's the you thing. cut I me off. I
0: hardly ever listen to you.
1: This is so true. <laughs> this is so true.
0: So you say things. and are just like, yeah, yeah, right, that sounds right, great, Gavin. Right. And then, you know, you come up with a movie. Like, We're going to watch this. I'm like, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. So
1: basically just to say, hey, here's what's coming up in the next month, you know, to look out for it so that you don't miss out on it. And maybe to talk about the big things that are out there on the horizon or if there's a big announcement of, hey, we finally have a release date for – you know, like when they announced Incredibles Two or something like that. You let's, know Let's
0: let's do a hype meter too. So like on a scale of one to ten, your hype meter for that. Okay.
1: Movie. So there's only two major releases left in February. Just
0: do the yeah, just go go through the year.
1: Okay. We'll do it. Rock Dog. What's your hype meter say?
0: Um out of ten. Out of ten, because I saw that Sam Elliott is playing a character named Fleetwood Yak. Zero. <laughs> so absolute zero. <laughs>
1: I'm with you, man. I'm not excited about that one. Uh the Oscar nominated French animated film, My Life as a Zucchini, which to me kind of has shades of the film that we watched tonight. It's, it seems to be about bullying and and a kid's struggle. Maybe.
0: Is it coming? It looks in, interesting it in theaters?
1: I have no idea. But I'm interested oh. to see it. I mean, well, yeah, it's uh well, but here's it's the being thing. released by G Kids on the twenty fourth. Oh.
0: Yeah, so So it's, we may get a fathom then.
1: Yeah. Okay. We might, if we get yeah. a
0: fathom and it comes here, I'll probably catch it.
1: Yeah. I I want to see but it. I the, mean, but the it'll come to like Netflix o- or something. But the something. problem with
0: living in Oklahoma is we never get anything. Like That's a bunch of these anime true. stuff that comes out, we don't get. Now, Oliver lives in Chicago, Chicago and he gets freaking he, everything. He gets
1: it all, yeah. Lucky dude. So then the next two biggies on the list are two that we're both excited about we got the boss baby coming out at the end of march 10 and then we got your name coming out the first week in april that's like a 15 right
0: we're gonna turn we're gonna turn it up to 11 that's the hype meter it's 11 right it's, it's 11 i like it well why 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 just not make it 10 because <laughs> this one goes to 11 right so 11
1: mm-hmm. i'm done nice. <laughs> okay I didn't know how Spinal Tap you were going to go there. Um, I could go more. Uh, the rest of April has Smurfs and a movie called Leap.
0: Uh, Smurfs, I'll give it about a six. Okay. I'm interested in it.
1: Leap, I don't know, I don't know much about. It's another. Uh, Who's it's, in it? It was made in France and Canada. I don't know. French Canadia? It's it's not necessarily French Canada, but. Like
0: Quebec? The
1: studios are in France and Canada.
0: I think that's how you say it. I think it's Quebec not quebec but because we're, we're americans so i think it's quebec i have no idea if you're from that region of canada <laughs> let me know if i'm saying it right is
1: it a province
0: uh i don't know how canada works
1: a district a state
0: i think it's a state it may be a province it maybe the province sounds good
1: man they're our closest neighbors we don't even know them
0: i also don't know mexico so <laughs> true i uh, like so... i just think of mexico as all of is just Mexico.
1: It starts to get big in June when we've got Captain Underpants the movie.
0: Uh, none.
1: Cars 3. Mm,
0: still none.
1: And Despicable Me 3.
0: Also none. Are you
1: totally out on June? Huh? I'm totally in on two of those. Captain
0: I, don't, Underpants I don't
1: care about uh, Captain Underpants, but Cars 3, I'm at like a 20. I mean, all... And Despicable Me, I'm at like at least a 7 or 8.
0: I'll, I'll watch them for the show, but... Wow, that's, thanks for your it. charity, man. Yeah, no problem, man.
1: We got the Emoji movie coming in August. Zero for me.
0: Somebody's in that. I don't care. Who's in that movie? It
1: doesn't movie. matter.
0: Patrick Stewart, I think.
1: You is. could be in that movie. I wouldn't watch Can it.
0: Can I? So if I was in a movie, you wouldn't watch it?
1: Not the Emoji movie. Yes, I'd watch it. Yay. I'd watch your scenes. I'd wait till it came out on you Blu-ray watched, and I'd fast forward it twice. to your scenes.
0: It was a terrible toss.
1: Well, I wasn't trying to make a game out of it.
0: Uh, Zero.
1: Okay. um,
0: So far, I'm a big downer.
1: There's a movie called Blazing Samurai, which apparently features a huge fat cat, but I don't really know much else about it.
0: I'll give it a one because it has the term samurai in it.
1: Uh, The Nut Job 2 also comes out in August. not really interested (laughs) in that. Ooh, what about the Lego Ninjago movie? That comes out in September.
0: Just because we saw Lego Batman and we saw that trailer,
1: mm-hmm. I'll
0: give it a solid seven.
1: I'm excited to see funny. it. It looks funny. It does. It look looked funny. pretty funny. I agree.
0: It's like I'm your father. It's like you're my dad. You're like, wait, what did you say? But what? <laughs> yeah, I thought that was pretty good.
1: <laughs> it was. It was well played. So then, um, like, a, a, a couple, couple weeks after that, be the movie you've been waiting for, My Little Pony: The Movie. Yes. Ten.
0: Um. This is gonna be bad. I'm a bad Brony. I haven't watched this show since 2014.
1: What? So,
0: what? Or was it 2015? I don't know. Once Twilight we... got her wings, I stopped caring. Because then it just went. <laughs> wow. So whenever that was, whenever she got her wings, that's. What uh, I stopped.
1: the next one is a movie from Sony called The Star, which I don't know anything about yet. I don't know if there's any teasers or anything out yet. But that same month we get the new Pixar movie, Coco. For me, I'm, I'm on a 10 for that one.
0: I'm still going to give it a 5 until you give me something.
1: Yeah, we don't know how much to go Maybe on. Maybe we'll get something at D23. I, for, for a person like you that hasn't liked a lot of Pixar stuff, that makes sense. For a person like me that has liked a lot of Pixar stuff, I still get completely excited anytime time they put something out. And that's Even another... though the last like three have been disappointing to me.
0: Liam gave me some guff a while back, because he was like, if you see it, why don't you watch a Pixar movie? And I'm like, I've seen all but, like, four Pixar movies. Yeah. I haven't seen Cars 2. I haven't seen... The Good Dinosaur. Good Dinosaur. Suspicable Me. No. Uh, uh, Inside Out. Inside Out. Inside Out. And then... The...
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know. Does I feel like three? we've talked... You see all three Toy Stories? Yep. Did you see both Monsters, Inks?
0: Second Monsters, Inc. Monsters that's University. Okay.
1: Yeah. I knew it was one of the So I mean, ones I've mean, i seen
0: out of, what, 17?
1: Something like that. Something yeah. like
0: that. I've missed four. Yeah. I was like, I've seen them. Yeah. They've just never been good.
1: <laughs> well, that, that's that first not true. One, you no, just haven't liked them. The them.
0: That second one was good. like that second one.
1: The second movie they did? Bug's Eye. Yeah, I agree. I like that that's one. a great, great movie. And then the no, last movie of the year, I think, has been canceled. It was the Ferdinand movie from Fox and Blue Sky. I think I read last night that it's been canceled, though. So that? What's that? It's about Ferdinand the Bull. Disney did a short cartoon of it back in the like 40s or something like that. Probably got slapped with a lawsuit. Maybe? I don't know. But that's that's the calendar for this year. Um, I don't necessarily want to do the whole rundown every time, but I definitely want to keep people apprised of what's on the near horizon. So that's kind of the outlook for the year. And as new things come up and they get announced, we can we can talk about those. But you know, just this helps our fans kind of and know we'll what's do, going we'll on.
0: We'll do cartoon cafes on the majority of those, like the big stuff that's coming out. We'll do cartoon cafes on those. Which
1: ones do you think we'll do? You think we'll do. Well, we definitely have to do Your Name.
0: Your Name and Boss Baby. They're they're like a
1: week apart, though. So. All right. Cars 3 I'd love to do. And then. Yeah, we'll
0: do Cars 3 and the other one. Coco. we'll do the other one, too. The
1: Lego Ninjago? Lego
0: and the other one that comes around Cars.
1: Oh, Despicable Me? We'll do that one, too. All
0: right. I'll have to see the second one. Okay, because I, I like he was with that chick, and I don't know who I that chick is. I don't think
1: you really would need to. There's not a lot of depth of plot in those movies, but you can was definitely it watch more it. More
0: minions than the first one.
1: Um, maybe.
0: Was it more or less Miranda Cosgrove?
1: That's the girl, right? That's the, the girl. little. Um, or I don't feel like it. Same. I feel like it was about the same. Uh. Yeah. It's not as good as the first one. I'll tell you that much. Definitely tell you that much. I guess
0: we'll just go for the third one. Going blind, that'll probably be better for me.
1: (laughs) Oh, nice. All right, man. Well, that's the cartoon calendar. I'm putting in my orange folder now to update for next time.
0: Oh, my gosh. I can't sing. (laughs) Oh, boy. Well, that was a
1: think we fizzled out man it was a
0: very mellow episode but we still managed to somehow go for an hour
1: that's good yeah that's good
0: which probably cut out a lot oh well
1: you got plenty of time <laughs> mr editor
0: i'll get cut a bunch of this out oh, okay. <laughs> um all right so gavin yeah where can everybody find you
1: well they can find me on instagram and twitter at gavin arts you can
0: find me on twitter and instagram at josh l kane you can find the podcast
1: on Instagram at Animation Station Podcast and on Twitter
0: at Animate Podcast. You can listen to the all episodes of the podcast on
1: www.animationstationpodcast.com as well as iTunes and Stitcher. <laughs> and you can tumble if you want to. Tumble it. Why not? <laughs> you know. We also have a Facebook page, Animation Station Podcasts. Yup. Yup. And make sure that you also check out the Secret Superhero Club podcast network, and you can, and you can find our friends over at Cloud City Cast and Magic. M- it's of, it's Magic the Gathering, so it's MG Pro Tutor, right? Yeah, is the new one?
0: With
1: Sean of the Gathering, Sean. Shaun we're so awesome at uh, yeah. <laughs> this, and then um, getting into comics with Tim Page, which we hear there's a rumored comeback, and that might happen. We don't know. I but would
0: like to. I, know what, I would like to have awesome. Tim on, and we just talk about DC like comic to comic uh, movies. Not a, well, comic to animated stuff adaptations, okay. like you know the Batman series and like the mm-hmm. Justice League stuff. I I think that would be. I think that would be. A that good could be episode. fun. Yeah. yeah, maybe bring Liam on, except he's a curmudgeon and only likes that garbage that comes out of the other.
1: No, he likes Call some of both, place. and they're both so well versed. Um, I could definitely sit back and listen because I don't know any of that stuff. Why not? Hey, but yeah, that'd be a fun podcast. I think.
0: And hopefully, this episode sounds better. We got some. I think new so. Equipment.
1: We we had some tricks on the last one. Oh god, that last one but, was so uh, bad. We're it figuring sounds, it out.
0: It sounds like we record like Liam and Brittany's stuff sounded really good. Our stuff sounded like we were in a tunnel surrounded by rats. That were being eaten by spiders. That's how bad our recording sounded. Oh, it was the spiders. Yep.
1: I couldn't pick out what it was, uh-huh. but you're right. You're like, it's the spiders, the spiders eating the rats. Yep. You nailed it. Yeah, well, they're the pros. We're just the amateurs trying to figure it out. So, mm-hmm. maybe hopefully we sound a little bit better like they do now.
0: Maybe one day we'll have 17 episodes a week, too.
1: <laughs> well, we're getting there. We're We're adding lots of stuff, so. Uh, do we, we want to mention the audience appreciation, April? Yeah. Yeah. So click on that post. Yeah. We're going to be posting an audience appreciation, April one post more. every Wednesday score. this month. So there's one more left. And basically if you go to that post and you can go to the past ones too, and you have three posts on which you can enter a comment. I would
0: prefer if you go to the, the current one though, just because, you know, since Instagram is kind of janky and they delete old comments. Well, or they hide the go. Yeah. I would say, put it on the newest one. That way we make sure that we sure. Get
1: them. Sure. Um, so basically what we're looking for for audience appreciation, April is you guys pick our shows that month. You pick what we watch, you pick what we rank in our top fives, and then you spread the love to all your friends. And so basically what we want you to do is in the comments of that post, which you'll see on Wednesday, um, tell us your ideas for what you want us to watch and discuss. Also tell us your ideas for topics we can rank a top 5 from. And then uh, if you do both of those two things or one of the other, one or the other of those things, you can get a third entry into the contest by tagging two friends. So just do those simple things and you're entered into our big contest giveaway.
0: It's so for the Animation Station podcast. I'm Josh. I'm
1: Gavin. Stop.